1: It's time for Big Blue Kickoff Live with Sean Morash and John Smelt You know what I saw? New York Giant pride. On the fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs have
2: some fun. Happy Saturday morning, everybody, and welcome to Big Blue Kickoff Live presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York football Giants and by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Schmelt, Marash with you right here on the fan. Hope you're enjoying the Giants' bye week on this Big Blue Kickoff Live Saturday morning. So we thought we'd take a little bit of a big picture view. We heard from General Manager Joe Shane earlier this week. It was carried live on WFAN on Monday morning. And Sean, I thought this is a good time to kind of take a look at where the Giants are from a big picture franchise perspective with the bye week this week and kind of look where the best moves would be to get this team over the hump moving forward.
3: How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Schmelk. First of all, great spirits. No matter what happens, our Giants cannot lose this weekend. So that's number one. That's a good thing. And number two, I think this is a perfect way to do this show today because, you know, maybe you're somebody living in the tri-state area who hasn't fully invested in college football, and we know that football gets shoved down our throats, and you have to make business decisions with families, but... If you're not going to have the Giants this weekend and you want to listen to us, do a little look ahead and, and what, you know, the foundation could be. It's also a good weekend to watch all these bowl oh, uh, not the bowl games, the conference championships yeah. like we saw last night and kind of get a feel for maybe some guys the Giants might target.
2: Yeah, a lot of fun last night. That Oregon, Washington game. A lot of offensive players on both sides of the ball. I'm not sure how many defensive players yeah. chatted from those two programs. Yeah, exactly. But uh, a lot of wide receivers, a couple quarterbacks that can play, a running back or two that can play as well. So let let's get the Joe Shane first here, Mirage, to yep. kind of set the stage here. And the way I looked at it, the way Joe Shane spoke, and people I know based on his opening statement where he said, well, "Our expectation is that Daniel Jones is our starting quarterback when mm-hmm. he's healthy." People. I almost hear it from the media listening, like, wow, I can't believe he's saying this. What else do you want the guy to say? Of course. There's, I mean, there's, as Joe Shane said, him and Tommy DeVito are the only two quarterbacks in the contract next year. So if if Daniel Jones is healthy, guess which one of those two guys is going to be your starting quarterback? It's going to be Daniel Jones. Now, the most important thing he said is later on in the press comments when he was asked flat out, would you consider drafting a quarterback in the first round? Then he goes... Yeah, if he's the best player available on the board, i consider picking a player at any position. So what Joe Shane did, in my opinion, in that press conference, Sean, is basically, I'm keeping my options open. I'm not going to commit to you what I'm going to do on November 27th or whenever he had the press conference, right? I'm going to tell you this is who we have on the roster. Our options are open. We're not making that call now. We don't know when we're picking. We don't know who's going to be able to when we're picking. So we can't tell you what we're going to do because we don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. And that's basically where Joe Shane landed.
3: Yeah, and Schmelk again, I, I'm purely a Giants fan on the fan here. Like, that's the way I paint myself. If Maybe my goggles really are colored in blue. But I walked away from Joe Shane's press conference feeling like the Giants are in as competent hands as I can remember at a yeah, long you time. Should've. You should have. And should've. by the way, I'm not trying to make this a dump on Dave Gettleman's situation or anything like that. But just to speak to exactly what you said, Joe Shane left himself... Plenty of outs where whatever they do coming up this offseason, you could point to something he said at that press conference that makes sense one way or another, which is the way to handle it. And oh, by the way, for anybody that might have complained or the oh, Joe Shane's not thinking the way I want to think about this. Remember, it is a long time between here and the NFL draft and a long time between here and NFL free agency. And we all know this every year, how many smoke screens get thrown out, this, that, and the other thing. The last thing you want to do as a general manager is play the cards of letting the other teams and the other scouts know exactly what you're doing because newsflash, right now the Giants have really no control over exactly where they'll be drafting. The last thing you want is everybody and their mother knowing exactly what you want to do and they can either take guys ahead of you or trade up in front of you.
2: I am nodding vociferously if those listening on the radio. Uh, yes, 100%. And that's what good general managers do, right? Yes. He spoke intelligently about how the roster structured, how the season has gone, why things have gone wrong, and everything he said was completely on point. And as for the future, he basically said, look, we're going to build this the right way and not commit to anything and try to improve this roster as best we can. And we've heard him speak before. He likes to focus on the um, premium positions, right, whether it's offensive tackle, edge rusher, I'll throw wide receiver into that mix too, obviously, you know, quarterback, you know, doesn't need to be said how important that position is, obviously. So I, I would have full confidence that he's going to attack this. And based on what he said, Sean, I think he understands right now where, what the strengths and weaknesses are this team of uh, what this team are and how he needs to attack this in the off season moving forward.
3: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And it's just, again, it's refreshing. And I, I know we're going to get to some other stuff, forget what he said about quarterback and everything. Also, having an honest answer on Evan Neal, I thought was really refreshing as well.
2: Yeah, great point.
3: You know? Saying flat out the guy needs to play better. Yeah, it makes me feel better as a fan because I know that you're seeing what I'm seeing.
2: And you know what? It made me feel better because he also said in that answer, look, I went back and I watched his Alabama stuff and he was good. And Sean, right. I went back and watched his Alabama stuff. And guess what? Joe Shane's right. He right. was good. So, they need to figure that out. He was asked whether or not they consider moving him to guard, which I thought was a really good question. Mm-hmm. And he basically gave the, yeah, you know, not yet. We think he can work a tackle thing, which I think for the rest of this year is is the way to go. And obviously, then you can, you know, make whatever decision you want in the offseason. Well, do. again,
3: it. Schmelk, hello. If you're an agent of an offensive lineman, the Giants could do one or two. They could sign a tackle and you move him to guard. You could Or you could sign a guard. Go- like, you don't want to reveal all your of hands. Right. 100%, 100%. All right. So, I thought a fun thing to do here as we kind of
2: build – the big blue kickoff Saturday, Schmelk morash offseason plan here. We got to look at both sides of the ball for us, talk about building blocks, right? And the way I've defined this for the folks out there so you don't lose your minds is you're not going to use a high-quality resource, whether it's a ton of money in free agency or a high draft pick to try to upgrade this particular player at their position. So let's start on defense, Sean. Let's each one give one name. We'll go back and forth, and we'll see where we end, and then we'll jump over to offense before we take our break. All right. I'll take the low-hanging flute for a fruit. It's obviously Dexter Lawrence. You're right. not drafting over Dexter Lawrence. He's a top-five defensive player in the league, top-ten defensive player in the league, however you want to rate it. He's phenomenal. Uh, excellent player. You're not going to find a nose tackle better than him. You're not going to try to find a nose tackle better than him. You're just signed to a big contract. So, obviously, number one, Dexter Lawrence, who would be your next guy.
3: All right, so this is kind of a little bit of a caveat and and out. I no, think that's there, fine. There are two building blocks that I'm not going to give you here. Because there's a second position next to him, that would be corner and edge right now, where I, if they draft a guy better than that guy, I have no problem with the other guy going to two. And I'm talking about Banks and Thibodeau, if that makes sense. So what I'm actually going to give you is, for the first time in as long as I can remember, middle linebacker! Heck yeah! (laughs) Heck yeah! I don't need to spend a premium pick on a middle linebacker, because Bobby O'Carrikay and Micah McFadden, I think, are full-blown building blocks for this team, Schmelk.
2: Yeah, 100%. Look, I, I'm with you. Bobby Okereke is a guy that's going to be a starter. Now, look, if a super if Fred Warner falls in your lap, or you are going to hesitate? All right, well, we're going to play over Mike and McFadden. No, you're going to do that. But that's not a realistic situation here. So, yes, I'm with
3: you. Shmelke, not to go Beningo and go crazy on you. And I love Fred Warner. I'm not even sure I would do that because of McFadden's age and what I think we finally have something here.
2: And his salary for, for 100%. Oh, no, right, I'm, I'm with exactly. you. Exactly. No, I'm with you on that. All right. So I'm going to go to Thibodeau now, and again, I think you might sign an edge player or draft an edge player that ends up being better than him, but then he would just slide to the second edge spot, yes, right? So of course. he's going to be a starter next year, um, one way or the other. So that's why I'm going to include him on this list. And same thing for Deontay Banks, right? Yep. You might find a corner in the same way that Deontay becomes your number two or something like that, but he's still going to be a starter in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. So I'm with you. You mentioned those two guys. I'm with you. And that's four. do you have a fifth on defense, Sean? Or six if you want to count McFadden.
3: I don't. Again, no, neither I, do I. I Believe me, there's plenty of guys I like. You know what I mean? And, you know, we, we all know the names, whether it's a Flod or a Pinnock or any guy like that, but nobody that I would say it's withholding me from upgrading the position. Yes, and,
2: and I'm putting an asterisk on Xavier McKinney. Exactly. Because I do think he's very good, but he's, on the last year of his contract, he's an unrestricted right. free agent in the offseason. So that's why I'm going to say good enough player to consider in the category, but given he's a free agent after the year, much like Joe Shane at his press conference, we'll kind of slide him aside because of that situation. All right, I will let you lead off on offense and mm-hmm. take the low-hanging fruit on this one.
3: Yeah, it's Andrew Thomas. He's got a monster contract at left tackle. And I think that we have the most proof in the world that he might... That actually... I now know I have the most proof in the world that he is the team's most valuable player because I just saw them with the full blown ability to give uh, to give up seven points at a game without Dexter Lawrence, <laughs> I, Andrew Thomas. I know they scored versus Arizona plenty, but they struggled in the first half. the The season went to bleep, as they like to say, the moment Andrew Thomas got hurt. He is their most important player in building block.
2: Yes, 100%. And he's the most important player on the offense. He's the player they can least afford to lose, and he's the player they lost on the first drive of the year, which yeah. we don't need to go through all that again. By the way, Shane yeah. acknowledged that too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we asked, well, you know, you know, what do you think went wrong with the offensive line this year? How about losing our all-pro left tackle for right, seven yeah. games? That pretty much sums it up. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to put John Michael Schmitz in this mix, not because he's already proven that he is a Pro Bowl caliber center, but because mm-hmm. he's a second-round draft pick, you used already a lot of draft capital on him. I think he's shown enough for you this year that you trust him to be your starter next year. And you're not going to use another premium pick or big money in free agency to move him off of center after investing a second-round pick in him. So I feel confident putting John Michael Schmitz in this conversation.
3: Yeah, I, I think that you hit a home run there. I think there's enough there. I, I think that it's pure leadership with him. Is too you, you can see it on the sideline. So where I will go next... Again, I'm gonna fall into the cave on trap. Starts Jalen getting H- tough now. By the way, starts getting tough now. Jalen Hyatt is a full blown yeah. building block. He is. He's the Pepsi Rookie of the Week this week. Now you want to tell me he becomes wide receiver two, and you know Wandell will get to all that, and you get another like you know Marvin Harrison. Get fine, but whether whatever the starting trio is of giant wide receivers for the next four or five yard, five, four or five years. Jalen Hyatt should be, and has shown enough to me already, a huge part of that.
2: Yeah, he's on my list too, Sean, and the way I kind of put it, you're not going to replace his role in that wide receiving core. Like, you're not going to go yeah. and draft another deep speed threat, right? No, right. Jalen Hyatt is your deep speed threat. So I'm with you. I have Jalen Hyatt on the list too. This is now where it gets really tough. And the next guy that makes sense for me is is Darren Waller, right? Because when they brought him in, they had to redo his deal, so he's not a guy you can easily let go with with no dead money. So he's going to be here. But, and I, and I want your help with this now to see whether or not we should include him. If you're sitting there at pick six and you're convinced that Brock Bowers is the best player on the board and you think he's going to be the next Tony Gonzalez at tight end, that's wouldn't you consider playing, drafting nuts. Brock Bowers and using both of them in, in 12 personnel for a year until the Waller's contract is up or you want to move on? So that's why I struggled with it's Waller so loaded, here given man. his
3: age. It's so loaded because – by the way, I consider the tight end a rumor strength because I love Daniel Bellinger yeah, as for well sure. as tight end, too. Um, but here's why it's loaded. Waller is probably not going to be here beyond, you know, the next four years. You know what I mean? You get older and stuff like that. However as much as you want to think about upgrading the position, I do think if we sit through a season where the Giants are picking sixth, and I've watched a lot of Brock Bowles, I think he's great, and the pick is tight end in the first round. <laughs> I know people. I also think eyes. that's a hashtag we <laughs> riot situation, right? I mean, geez. Uh, you know, that that screams, by the way, of you know you're getting a great po- Like, the Saquon pick was very controversial, right? You know you're getting yeah. a great player, but using that asset yep. where it is, so that's why it's loaded. You're right. Waller should not prevent you if you see like an all-world Tony Gonzalez tight end, but at the same token, the Giants have so many other And if that's what they do, you go nuts. No, I'm with you. We're forgetting one more. I think one more obvious one. Who you got? Backup quarterback, Tommy DeVito, baby. I like it. Let's go.
2: You're right. Look, I I think, and look, we'll see. And I'm curious to see. I want to get your opinion on on who they're going to start on Monday night. We can do that at the end of the show. But – yeah, look, I think Tommy DeVito has secured himself that he can show that, look, I can be a good backup quarterback in this league. And good for him, man. You know, yeah. once, and you know what? You look back, Sean, and I'm happy for him. Because if you're a good backup quarterback in this league, you're going to be in this league for 10 to 15 years. Yeah. And you're going to make a you-know-what ton of money. And Still he is going to have rookies. a really nice NFL career.
3: Ten rookie quarterbacks have had to start this year. Yeah. Okay? Now, he's one of them. The point is, we are seeing either eh quarterback play or injured quarterback play all over the league. It is so important. That's why Shane mentioned, no matter what, adding a quarterback, whether Daniel Jones is a starter or not. Put it this way. I think DeVito has played himself into enough of a role that if the Giants do go the route of drafting a quarterback, and we'll see how Daniel Jones' rehab goes and all that. I don't think you can sneak Tommy DeVito on a practice squad next year. No. I think he's already established no. that. Like that's where I think he's actually on the roster next year.
2: No, great, great, great point, Sean. I'm with you. And obviously Saquon Barkley, he's a, he's an unrestricted free agent like McKinney. So we're McKinney. gonna put the so we're gonna of put course. the asterisk on him, we're gonna slide him to the side. Not that he's yeah. not good enough to to be your starter, obviously he is. He's one of the best running backs in the league, but we'll slide him to the side. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. If you want to call and we'll try to squeeze one or two in at 877-337-6666. And uh, then we'll kind of go through what our offseason plan will be for the Giants here on this Saturday edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live, live from the Town, Fires, Town Fair Tire Studios. <laughs> Nobody beats Town Fair Tires. Nobody. I've been off for three days, Sean. I, I'm kind of <laughs> losing my mind a little bit. We'll be right back with more of your calls right after this on the fan. We're back on Big Blue Kickoff Live presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York football Giants and by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Schmelk Marash, if you like the show, check out Big Blue Kickoff Live every weekday on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app at 1230. We take your calls and talk Giants football every day. And, Sean, one guy we didn't mention on offense, obviously, is Daniel Jones, and that's the injury factor. We talk about Saquon with the unrestricted free agent thing coming up, Daniel Jones with the ACL as Joe Shane said is his presser, so we'll put the asterisk on there and kind of slide him aside. That can be anywhere from 8 to 10 months, which means anywhere from beginning of camp to week 6 or 7 of 4 or 5 of the year. So until you yeah. know what's going on with him, it's hard to kind of include him in this conversation until you know how that rehab's going.
3: Right, and of course, we've seen Joe Burrow come back before opening day, and just to, you know for anybody that assumes he'll be back... Kyler Murray didn't come back until, what, halfway through the year, yeah. this year? And and the, for the Lions, they drafted a guy by the name of Hendon Hooker, who got hurt around this time with Tennessee last year, uh, and he only just got activated back to the rush. So it really is a tricky thing, man.
2: All, all right, th- so here's why I'm looking at this, Sean, and I, I'm I'm sure the Giants are not going to agree with my strategy. That's fine. Um, I'm just putting all my resources into the offense this offseason. season. Like if my defense isn't very good next year, I'm gonna or does you know doesn't take a step forward and kind of is what it is right now, and you hope the young guys continue to improve and get better. You've invested enough in this side of the ball, whether it's Deontay Banks, Kayvon Thibodeau, Dexter Lawrence, you know uh, Jason Pinnock is back there. You mentioned McFadden. Well, I'm fine with that. But at this point, whether whoever the quarterback is, if it's Daniel Jones, great. If it's somebody else, sure. We don't know what's going to happen you need to have enough around these players to figure out what you have a quarterback, right? And be have a chance to be a top 15 offense. I'm not looking for top five, dude. Like, be a top 15 offense where you can go out there on any given day and score 27, 28 points and win a game against a good, solid defense. That's, I need that. So I'm putting my resources into offensive line. I'm putting my resources into wide receiver, and let's go. And let's figure out what we got here, okay? Because I'm at the point now where I need this offense to take the next step. And until that happens, I feel like the Giants will be spinning their wheels in the type of area that they're in now in the last couple of years, as good of a job as Shane's done, as much as I like Brian Dable, I think they need some more tools and some more talent on that side of the ball to take that next step as an offense, which is the only way you're taking that next step as a team.
3: Yeah, and I want to make one thing clear. Right now, I'm still very much in the honeymoon phase with Shane or Dable, so I trust where their mind is going to go, and I trust them – Yeah not reaching for something that isn't there just because we all want something. Okay, So, by the way, would I completely ignore defense? Mm, I still need, if you're not going to bring a Dory Jackson back, to make sure I have another corner. No, I agree with I, that. And That's I still fair. need another edge, and it doesn't have to be an elite edge because you have that with Kayvon Thibodeau because we have a lot of run-stuffing guys on the end. I need another pass rusher, especially That's with the health situation. Agreed. That being said, look, if if you want to close your eyes and realize the offensive line has gotten better down the stretch— I don't need it to be an elite unit. I need it to be a functional unit. Right now, we are at the stage of a functional unit, but it still needs to be better. So you cannot ignore putting in the resources. You're right. I, I you know, Hyatt and Wandel, if that means adding another playmaker, again, I'm there. Uh, and I come back to, to quarterback. Whatever you think of Daniel Jones is fine. We don't need to argue whether you think Daniel Jones is good or not. What I do think, though, is don't ignore it. Like Joe Shane said, he would not. Because to me, above anything else, what scares me to death And I I am a Daniel Jones defender. Two neck injuries in three years. Forget the ACL for a second. I don't want to be in a spot where I have put in all the resources. And in week three, unfortunately, Daniel Jones takes a weird hit next year. And he's out several weeks again with a neck injury. That worries me. So just promise me this, Joe Shane, Brian, that when you get in a room, factor in all of that. Don't factor in contracts and all of that. The offense, look at the Cowboys and Seahawks up and down the field on Thursday night. The Giants get in those games with Dallas, and, you know, once they hit the 20, 21-point threshold, they're done. They can't keep up in those games. I need them to compete with Philly, with Dallas, San Francisco, not on the defensive level, on scoring points. And that's the way you do it in the offense.
2: Yeah, and Joe Shane did say they would have to address something with the quarterback position this offseason. So I, I he's on the same page with that, obviously. And, look, it does not have to be. A first-round pick, either. Look, I, I right. get that's where – and I, I'm of the believer where that's where most of the – and I think the evidence backs it up. If you're looking for elite quarterbacks, can you find one like Dak Prescott later on? Sure. Yeah. It's really, really hard. And right. it is – darn – I'm not going to say impossible, but it's it's close to it, and you have to be yeah. very, very lucky. I,
3: by the way, I did the research. on Jalen Hurts is like the exception as a second-round pick, too, by the way, to becoming an elite quarterback.
2: Yes, correct. So, but – this is a deep quarterback class if you look at it in terms of number of guys coming out. You know, there's a Michael Penix that's not going to be a day-one yeah. pick. You know, J.J. McCarthy maybe he's not even going to be a you know, day-one right. pick depending on how it goes.
3: You can watch him at 8 p.m. tonight on Fox. By
2: yeah, the and Fox. Bo, Bo Nix, another guy that's had a yeah. really good year in college football. So you can find quarterbacks later if you want to reinforce the room that way. But look, Sean, I'm with you. You need to be able to keep up with these teams that can score points in the National Football League. It's just the way it is. And look— you already have left tackle, which is the premium position that, that's yeah. going to cost you the most to find. If you're going to give Evan Neal another shot, a right tackle, you can find quality guards in day two of the draft in that second tier of free agent signings that are going to help you yeah. solidify this line. And, you know, this is going to be a historic, deep class in terms of wide receivers. You're probably going to have six, seven 8 go in the first round, you know, 10 to 12 go in probably the first three rounds of this draft, maybe 15 in the first three rounds, 12 in the first two rounds. This is a deep wide receiver class. So I don't mind throwing numbers at that problem, right? Yeah. Get a couple more young guys in, in there. Yeah, we round picks too. Yeah. Two second round picks. And whoever emerges, great. Play him. And you know Brian Dable loves playing wide receivers. This is oh, not no a guy down. that doesn't want to play 11 personnel and run three, four wide receivers out there. So you're going to have opportunities. These are not positions where, you know, it's impossible to find guys at these spots. You can always find guards if you're willing to spend draft capital or money, and there's going to be a ton of wide receivers every year in the draft to reinforce that position.
3: And by the way, the first year in a long time, that wide receiver room didn't really get banged up for the Giants. Remember, they had all this depth. We somebody would get hurt. So just think about that. You know, Jalen Hyatt, Wondell ends up getting hurt for a few weeks. It doesn't hurt. Depth, the team, that's the problem, right? The team needs to keep building up depth. And if you're a believer that the Giants are still in this at 4-8, and and Shane acknowledged that they're not out of it, the reason they are is because the Giants are like all these other teams, the Vikings, and everybody else. They all have major flaws. I forget being in it with all these peer teams. How do you get to the point? You're the Cowboys, the Eagles and the 49ers. Figure out a way where you could score 30 points and walk into somebody's house at any given turn.
2: Yes. And I just want to stress, too, and you said this before, Sean, um, in terms of talking about Shane in the draft. You draft players, you don't draft positions, so you can't lock yourself into, I like, have to draft this position here, this position there. Because if the guy's yeah. not there, you can't pick him. That's right. how you reach, that's how you make a bad pick. So, yes, to your point, if there's a, some awesome pass rusher with their first, second-round pick that drops out of the first, round, would I have a problem with it? No. But tiebreakers for me, when you're looking at it this year, if two guys yeah. are similarly graded, I'm going to tiebreak to the offense rather than the defense. And that's kind of how I'm going to look at it. Uh, moving forward here. eight seven seven Let's squeeze in Chris in Massachusetts before we sign off here. Chris, what's going on?
4: Hey, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing? We're good, man. What's up, Chris? Big-time uh, big, big Giants fan here, living in enemy, enemy territory good. for 16 years. Uh, so I love what you guys do. Great work, and uh, I'm always following. A uh, couple things. How do you guys feel about Justin Fields' third or fourth round pick Oh. Take Justin Fields. Dayball, Dayball, if the Bears take a quarterback at the first pick, Dayball has proven he is one of the better offensive minds. Look what he's doing with Tommy DeVito. You get him Justin Fields. The dude has talent. We know there's a lot of uh, – um, they're inept in Chicago. They're pretty much inept in Chicago. And I think that's honestly a reason if Caleb Williams, if the Bear, if the Panthers had the first pick, I think that's a reason why he's thinking about going back to school. But that that's a whole conversation for another day. But what about Justin Fields? You mold him, you got Brian Dayball. Say you take uh Nevers from LSU at six. Um you, you do what neighbors. you guys are saying, fix 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 the offensive line. This I really I really like I really believe if, if Justin Fields, the dude has talent, the dude has talent, give him give him Brian Dayball. What do you guys feel about uh, Justin Fields? Thanks, third or fourth Chris. round pick. Where are you guys at? Look, right? I'll
2: just say real quick, I think if he plays well the rest of the year, it's going to cost more than a third or fourth round yeah. pick. Yeah. His teams need quarterbacks. And two, you're going to have to pay him soon. So that's yeah. where it gets dicey with Fields. Sean, that's right.
3: If I'm replacing Jones, I'm getting a fresh contract to me, and I'm not replacing him with a guy that basically is Daniel Jones.
2: Yeah, because I would really put those guys yeah. in, in the same category at this point. Exactly. right? Young guys that have shown flashes and have, have shown good things, but and have they're not there yet, yeah. you know? Yep. All right, Mirage, this was fun, buddy. Enjoy your bye week. You don't have to stress out for Giants football. You can actually Great. enjoy the league this weekend. I can't wait. I'm going to go to Sal
3: Licata's and eat 17 slices of pizza. Can't wait. Where
2: was my invite? I got to text Sal. I'm exactly. insulted. Exactly.
3: <laughs> have fun, Mirage. That's Big Atlanta. Kickoff Live presented by uh, Cadillac, the
2: official luxury vehicle of the Giants, and by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Hello, my name is Craig. Is coming up next right here on the Fed.